ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we've now completed the first chapter from Bulugh al-Maram, which was uh, the chapter concerning the water and the different types of water, Babul Miyah. Now we're on the second chapter, Babul Aniyah, the chapter of the utensils. Babul Aniyah, the chapter of the utensils. In this chapter now, the Shaykh mentions firstly the hadith of Hudayfat ibn al-Yaman. An Hudayfat ibn al-Yaman, radiyallahu anhumah, qal, قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تشربوا في آنية الذهب والفضة ولا تأكلوا في سحافها في سحافهما فإنها لهم في الدنيا ولكم في الآخرة متفق عليه وعن أم سلمة رضي الله عنها قالت قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الذي يشرب في إناء الفضة إنما يجرجر في بطنه نار جهنم these two hadith now, the first of them where it states that the Prophet ﷺ said, Do not drink in the utensils made out of gold and silver. And do not eat in the utensils that are from gold and silver, in the plates of gold and silver. For indeed they are for them in this world, i.e. for the kuffar, and they are for you, i.e. the believers in the hereafter. Do not drink in the utensils of gold and silver, and do not eat in the plates of gold and silver, for indeed they are for the kuffar, for them, in this world, and they are for you in the hereafter. The second hadith is the hadith of Um Salama, where the Prophet said, the one who drinks in the utensil of silver, then indeed it's as if, uh, the fire of hellfire, he is drinking the fire of hellfire into his stomach. It's as if he is swallowing the fire of the hellfire. The one who drinks in a utensil made of silver. So these two ahadith now, the first of them, or before we begin with the ahadith, the chapter itself. We're now in the chapter of the utensils, Babul Aniyah. Al Aniyah, utensils, they are something which is used as a means of storing liquids or food. Something that you store your liquids and your food within, then that is a utensil, a cup or a plate or something of that nature that you put your drinks and your food into is al-aniyah. It is the utensils. And the origin, the default with regards to utensils, cups and plates and things, is that they are permissible. You can use cups and plates of whatever type it might be. Generally, the origin is, the default is, that it's permissible. Al-asal fi al-aniya al-ibaha. That the origin of the affair is that it's permissible. As long as it is not something which is impure. Obviously, you can't use something which is impure as a utensil. Or... As this hadith indicates, gold and silver, which we'll come to discuss now. But otherwise, it can be whatever. It can be made out of other expensive types of things, 
It can be made out of uh, wood or clay or whatever. Other types of utensils are permissible, whether they are cheap or expensive. Even if they are extremely expensive, it's okay. As long as it's not gold and silver, which we're going to discuss now. So generally speaking, metal, steel, uh, pottery, clay, any types of utensils are typically allowed. Except for the things which are impure or the issue we're going to discuss now, which is gold and silver. So firstly, the hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiallahu anhumah. Because he and his father were both companions. And his father died in the battle of Uhud. Hudayfa huwa ibn al-Yaman wa huwa wa abuhu sahabiyyan. Wastushhida abuhu yawma Uhud. His father died in the battle of Uhud. The father of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. And Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, he was someone who the Prophet ﷺ used to tell him his secrets. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, he was told some of the secrets of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ would tell him some of his secret things and confide in him because of his trustworthiness. So that is Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. In this hadith he says that the Prophet ﷺ said, Do not drink in the utensils of gold and silver. Here it is a prohibition. La هَذِهِ nahiya, La unnahiya. Do not. Prohibition. Do not drink from the utensils that are made out of gold and silver. Meaning any utensil that is manufactured out of gold and silver, or if it's made out of some other material but has gold and silver on it as well. It has the material. We're talking about the material of gold and silver, not the color. If you have some utensil made out of wood, but you paint it in a silver color or you paint it in a gold color, that's not what's meant here. Here we're talking about the material itself, the material of gold and the material of silver. So here the Prophet says, you cannot drink, do not drink in the utensils, in the cups and plates that are made out of gold and silver. Even if they're made out of some other material, but they have some gold and silver on them as well. Part of them, their decoration is made out of gold and silver. Then do not drink out of these types of utensils. And also the Prophet ﷺ said, do not eat in plates made out of gold and silver. Don't drink in cups made out of gold and silver. And do not eat in plates made out of gold and silver. Then the Prophet ﷺ explained the reason for that. The reason why it's impermissible for you to drink in utensils made out of gold and silver. And to eat from cups made out of gold and silver. The reasoning for that is, as the Prophet ﷺ said... فَإِنَّهَا لَهُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَلَكُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Because the utensils, the cups and plates, etc., which are made out of gold and silver, then they are for them in this world, i.e. the kuffar. The kuffar, they are the ones who go and use these gold and silver plates in this world. They use them. They see this as something which is luxurious, something which indicates their rank and their status, and something which indicates luxury. So they use them. The kuffar, they use these utensils of gold and silver. 
in their hotels and in their homes and whatever else, it's known the kuffar, they use those utensils. So the Prophet ﷺ said, the kuffar, they use these utensils now. As for the believers, then you are going to get those utensils in the hereafter, in paradise. There are ayat in the Qur'an which state that the believers will have cups and plates made out of gold and silver in paradise. So for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Zukhruf, ayah number 71, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِسِحَافٍ مِّن ذَهَبٍ That they are going to come upon them with plates made out of gold. So in paradise, the people are going to have plates from gold. Similarly, وَيُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِآنِيَةٍ مِّن فِضَّةٍ and similarly, they are going to have these utensils made out of silver. So these are ayat in the Qur'an. The second one is Surah Al-Insan, ayah number 15 and 16. So these ayat in the Qur'an indicate that the believers are going to have utensils of gold and silver in paradise. And that's what the Prophet ﷺ is saying in this hadith. That the believers, you will have these gold and silver utensils in paradise. Here in this world, the kuffar, they use the gold and silver. You don't use it now. Don't drink and eat in utensils of gold and silver now. The kuffar, they do that now in this world. In the hereafter, in paradise, the believers, you will have the utensils of gold and silver then. Does that mean that it is permissible for the kuffar to use them? The meaning isn't that it's permissible. The meaning is that this is the reality. The kuffar, they do that. This is what the kuffar do. This hadith is telling you about the reality of the world. That in this world we live in now, the reality is, the physical state of affairs is, that the kuffar, they use gold and silver. That's the physical reality of what's going on. The kuffar, they use gold and silver in their utensils. So the Prophet ﷺ, he explained, that because that is the reality of the kuffar, they use the gold and silver utensils now, you do not use them. Instead, you will have them in paradise. So that was the reasoning the Prophet ﷺ gave for that. And it's mentioned, the Shaykh says, يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِالْأَكْوَابِ وَالْقَوَارِيرِ مِنَ الْفِضَّةِ That they're going to have cups and other types of vessels made out of silver. كَمَا أَنَّهُمْ أَيْضًا يُحَلَّوْنَ فِي الْجَنَّةِ أَصَاوِرًا مِنْ فِضَّةِ That they're going to have jewelry, bracelets, etc. made out of silver. وَيَلْبِسُونَ ثَيَابًا خُضْرًا And they're going to be wearing green clothes. فَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ فِي الْجَنَّةِ يَأْكُلُون وَأَوَانِي وَكُؤُوسُ الذَّهَبُ وَالْفِضَّةِ So the believers, they're going to be eating and drinking in plates out of gold and other utensils and cups made out of gold and silver. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ أَبَاحَهَا لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that permissible for the believers in paradise. أَمَّا فِي الدُّنْيَا فَإِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَجْتَنِبُونَ الْأَكَلْ أَوَانِي الذَّهَبُ وَالْفِضَّةِ طَاعَةً لِلَّهِ as for in this world, then the believers, they stay away from eating in plates of gold and silver and drinking in plates of gold and silver. In this world, they stay away from that obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a means of obedience to Allah, then you stay away from that. So then the shaykh says, Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan, hafizahullah, فَلَمَّا أَطَاعُوهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا أَبَاحَهَا لَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ So when the believers, they obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they stayed away from the utensils of gold and silver in this world, then as a consequence Allah made it permissible for them in the hereafter. 
And the kuffar, they considered it to be permissible for themselves. They made that permissible for themselves to use gold and silver in this world. Then it will be made impermissible for them to use gold and silver. They will not have utensils of gold and silver in the hereafter as a recompense for that. They thought it to be permissible to use them now, so in the hereafter they won't get them. But the believers, they obey the commandments of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, so they do not use them now, and as a reward, they will use them in the paradise. That's the first hadith in brief. The first hadith indicates, do not use gold and silver for utensils. We'll come to the fiqh at the end as we always do. The second hadith in brief, the hadith of Umm Salama. وَهِيَ أُمُّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ زَوْجُ she is the mother of the believers, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, Umm Salama. Wasmuha, and what was her name? What was the name of Umm Salama? Hind bint Abi Umayyah. Hind bint Abi Umayyah. كانت زوجة أبي سلمة ابن عبد الأسد. Previously, she was the wife of Abu Salama ibn Abdul Asad. Previously, وهاجرت معه إلى الحبشة and she made hijra with her first husband to حبشة. Not hijra. ثم هاجر أبو سلمة إلى المدينة. Then her first husband Abu Salama went to Medina. ثم لحقت به أم سلمة. Then Um Salama went and joined him in Medina. وَلَكِنَّهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ تُوفِيَ فِي السَّنَةِ الرَّابِعَ مِنَ الْهِجْرَةِ But he died in the fourth year of the hijrah. فَتَزَوَّجَهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ بَعْدَهُ So then after Abu Salama died, the Prophet ﷺ married Umm Salama. فَصَارَتْ مِنْ أُمَّهَاتِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So she became from the mothers of the believers. وَهِيَ صَحَابِيَّ جَلِيلَ فَاضِلَةً from the female companions who made the two hijras. One to Habasha and then to Medina. So in this hadith, Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, she narrates that the Prophet ﷺ said, The one who drinks in the cup made out of silver, the one who drinks in the utensil in the cup made out of silver, Then it's as if, He's swallowing the fire of hellfire. It's as if he's swallowing the hellfire. The one who uses the utensils of silver to drink from. It's as if he's swallowing the hellfire into his stomach. So this hadith indicates a severe threat. A severe threat for the individual who drinks from the utensils made out of Silver. That this individual who drank this drink out of this utensil of silver, there is a severe threat that on that day of judgment Allah will make that liquid into fire. And it's as if he will be drinking the fire then. And there's an ayah similar to this in the Quran, in Surah Nisa, similar to this meaning 
The ones who eat, the ones who take the money of the orphans incorrectly. Uh, the ones who steal or incorrectly take away the money of the orphans, then it's as if they are taking fire into their stomachs. The meaning of that is, This, what they took impermissibly, then on the day of judgment it will become fire in their stomachs. So this is what is mentioned in this hadith, this severe threat for the one who does that, then it will be changed into fire. It's as if he will be drinking fire, the one who drinks in the utensils of silver. Then it says, uh, actually the hadith is Nara Jahannam, that he will be drinking from the fire of Jahannam. Jahannam ismun min asma'in nar. Jahannam is a name from the names of the fire. Or it is one of the pits of the fire. You know that the hellfire, it is different, different levels. Different levels, different depths, different pits. Jahannam is one of those levels of the hellfire. It is called Jahannam because of its depth. Because of the extreme depth of it. And then they give the reasons as to why it is called Jahannam. يُقَالْ إِنَّهَا فَارِسِيَّ مُعَرَّبَةً That originally might have been from the Persians and it was made Arabic. وَالنَّارِ لَهَا أَسْمَاءٌ كَثِيرًا And the fire, the hellfire has many different names. سُمِّيَتْ بِهَا لِشِدَّةِ عَذَابِهَا وَنَكَالِهَا And it has been given these different names to indicate the severity of its punishment. To indicate the severity of the punishment of the fire, it has different names. So جَهَنَّمَ وَالسَّقَرًا سَعِيرًا الْهَاوِيَةَ الْقَارِعَةَ الْحَطَمَةَ all of these, all of these are different names of the hellfire. لأنها دركات وطبقات because the hellfire it is of different levels, and we know because in one ayah in the Quran it says إن المنافقين في الدرك الأسفل من النار they are in the lowest pits of the fire. So we know therefore that the hellfire it is of these different levels and of these different pits. فالنار دركات نازلة وَأَمَّا الْجَنَّةِ فَإِنَّهَا دَرَجَاتٌ عَالِيَةٌ The hellfire, it is pits. You get to lower pits of the hellfire. As for paradise, it is higher levels. Higher levels of paradise. As for hellfire, pits, more and more lower pits of the hellfire. Uh, these two ahadith now, the ones that we've mentioned, both of them, وَالْحَدِيثَانِ مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِمَا عِنْدَ الشَّيْخَيْنِ Both of these hadith are in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Both of them agreed upon by the two great scholars. Al-Imam al-Bukhari, who died in the year 256 Hijri, and Al-Imam Muslim, who died in the year 261 Hijri, five years after the death of Al-Imam al-Bukhari. It's good to know the dates of when the scholars died, so you have a picture of when these scholars, they lived. Al-Imam al-Bukhari, he was born in 194 Hijri. He was born in 194 Hijri, and he died in 256 Hijri. Al-Imam Muslim, he was born in what year? He was born in the same year 
that another great scholar died. Al Imam Shafi'i died in what year? 204 Hijri. Al Imam Muslim was born in that year. The year that Al Imam Shafi'i died, Al Imam Muslim was born. 204 Hijri. And then he died in 261 Hijri. He died in 261 Hijri. Uh, so the, these two ahadith, both of them are in Al-Bukhari and Muslim. They are both on alihima. The first one indicates the impermissibility of drinking and eating in plates of gold and silver. And the second one tells you about the punishment, the threat of the one who does do that. So now let's come to the issues of these ahadith. And what do we learn from them? What is the fiqh behind them? Al-Mas'ala al-Ula. The first issue. And some of these are going to be clear. Fi al-hadithain tahreem al-akal wa shurb fi ina'i al-dhahab al-fidda. The first thing that we can take from these two hadith is obvious. What? What's the first thing? What's the first ruling that is understood so far? Haram to use utensils of gold and silver to eat and drink in. It is haram to use utensils of gold and silver to eat and drink in. The second issue, المسألة الثانية في الحديثين دليل على تحريم استعمال إناء الذهب والفضة في الطهارة. وهذا هو السبب الذي ساق المصنف الحديثين من أجله. The other issue is that these two hadith indicate the impermissibility of using utensils made out of gold and silver to make purification from. To have water stored in utensils made out of gold and silver and to make your purification from that water. These two hadith indicate that that is impermissible. And that is the reason why the author Al-Hafid ibn Hajar mentioned these two hadith here. Because remember, we're in the chapter of water and now after that he's mentioned the chapter of the utensils. What's utensils got to do with purification and water? Because water is obviously stored somewhere. Where do you store water? In utensils. In plates and cups and jars, that's where you store the water. That's why we need to know about the rulings of utensils. What types of utensils are you allowed to store the water in? And what types of utensils are you not allowed to store that water in? So now we know from these first two hadith, that utensils made out of gold and silver, you cannot use them to make your wudu from, if there is water in those utensils of gold and silver. فَلَا يَجُوزُ لِلْإِنسَانِ أَنْ يَتَطَهَّرَ وَيَغْتَسِلَ وَيَتَوَضَّ مِنْ أَوَانِيَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ So it is not permissible for an individual to purify himself and to uh, take the ghusl and to make wudu from utensils that are made from gold and silver. Why? The hadith mentions eating and drinking. It doesn't say about wudu or ghusl. However, the Shaykh says, لِأَنَّهُ إِذَا حُرِمَ الْأَكَلُ وَالشُّرْبِ فِيهِمَا فَلِأَنْ يَحْرُمَ التَّطَهُّرْ مِنْهُمَا مِنْ بَابِ أَوْلَى وَكَذَلِكَ بَقِيَةُ الْإِسْتِعْمَالَاتِ قِيَاسًا عَلَى الْأَكَلُ وَالشُّرْبِ فَلَا يَجُوزُ أَنْ نَسْتَعْمِلْ الذَّهَبُ وَالْفِضَّةِ فِي أَدَوَاتِ الْكَيْلِ وَالْوَزْنِ وَالْكِتَابَةِ وَفِي غَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِنَ أَنْوَاعِ الْإِسْتِعْمَالَاتِ How do we know that it's not allowed to use 
utensils of gold and silver to make wudu from and to make ghusl from and to purify yourself from. The hadith says eating and drinking. Because the shaykh says, if eating and drinking is not allowed from utensils of gold and silver, then even more, even, even stronger than eating and drinking is wudu and ghusl. What's more important, eating or drinking or making wudu and ghusl to prepare yourself for worship? Wudu and ghusl and purification. That is an act of worship that you require to purify yourself for the prayer and for other acts of worship. That is more important than eating and drinking. So if eating and drinking isn't allowed in utensils of gold and silver, then even more than that, what takes precedence over that is that surely then you can't use utensils of gold and silver in purification. And in reality, you're not allowed to use gold and silver in any other usage. You're not supposed to have decorations made out of gold and silver in your homes. You're not supposed to have the door handle made out of gold. Not the color gold. Some of these door handles, maybe they have a color which is silver or gold. We're not talking about the color. We're talking about the material itself. The material gold and the material silver. So you shouldn't have decorations made out of gold and silver in your homes. Doorknobs made out of real gold or silver. This is incorrect. Or utensils made out of gold and silver. Or other types of objects in your home made out of gold and silver. Using gold and silver in these affairs is impermissible. Is that just for men or for women as well? Because we know that there is a hadith that the Prophet akhada hariran in one hand and he took dhahab in the other hand and he said, Hadani haramun ala dhakuri ummati. Gold and silver, it is impermissible upon the men of my nation. So utensils of gold and silver, are they only impermissible for men and allowed for women? Or are they impermissible for everyone? For everyone. Those hadith are talking about jewelry and things. That a woman is allowed to have jewelry of gold and silver. But utensils and decorations in the home, that is a general prohibition. So now we know that the meaning of this hadith, the point of it is to tell you that you can't use utensils and bowls and jars and, va- and vases and other types of uh, utensils made out of gold and silver to put your water into to make wudu and ghusl and those things from. Al-mas'ala athaniya An-nahyu aamun fil-ina al-khalis min al-dhahib wal-fiddah wal-ina al-makhluq bil-dhahib wal-fiddah This prohibition it is a prohibition from utensils that are pure gold and silver. You have a cup made out of purely gold. Or you have a cup made out of pure silver. Or a plate or a bowl or a vase or a jug. Utensils that are made purely from gold and silver, haram. Utensils that are made from other materials that have been mixed with gold and silver are also haram. It is a general prohibition. Whether that utensil is made purely from gold or silver, or if it is made from a material which is mixed in with gold and silver. Some of it might be steel or wood or something else, but then there is a part of that utensil, part of that material is gold and silver. For example, you might have a cup which is made out of metal or something, but then the rim of the cup or the handle of the cup is gold. That's a part of the cup now made out of gold. Haram to use. Even if a part of it is made out of gold, then it is impermissible. 
Also, if you had a cup that had decorations made out of gold and silver in it. Some people have very luxurious types of cups and plates. And there might be decorations around it made out of gold. Or stars in the side of it made out of gold. Any type of decoration on the cups and utensils in gold and silver. Again, it's impermissible. There is one type of exception. There is one small exception. With gold, there is no exception. Gold utensils are impermissible. Whether it is complete pure gold, or it is mixed in with other materials, if there is gold in that utensil as well, part of it is made out of gold, it's impermissible. Silver utensils are impermissible, except for one exception. What is the one exception? La, zina haram. If you make the decoration and things like this, beautification. So it's mentioned, nowadays we don't do this anyway. Nobody does it these days. But in the olden days, they didn't have many cups and plates. The time of the Prophet ﷺ, the companions, they would have very few. Couple of cups, one cup, one plate, hardly anything. In those days, if it broke, or there was a crack in the cup or the plate, imagine it was made out of maybe clay or wood or something, and there was a crack, it fell or something, there was a crack in it. How would they fix those cracks? They would use sometimes silver. They would fill those cracks in with silver. If you fill the crack in to fix the cup or the plate with a bit of silver, just a little bit, not a big amount, not if half of the cup or three quarters of the cup is broken, you put silver everywhere, not like that. A small section, maybe something breaks, a crack, and you put some silver in there to fix it, that's permissible. Silver, not gold. Not gold. Gold, haram. But silver, if you have a cup with a break in it or some crack in it, or some little gap where it fell, you want to fill it in or uh, fix that gap with silver, or use the silver like a glue to go in there, then that's permissible. Because there's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he did that. That's the only exception. But like I say, nobody does that now. Now if your cups, they break, mashallah, you go to the pound land and you buy 10 cups for a pound and that's it, it's finished. That's what uh, Shaykh Falahi said. Shaykh Falahi said, nowadays you go to a shop, you spend a pound, and you'll get, mashallah, a big pack of cups, no problem. So now nobody thinks about those things. If it cracks, you just throw it into the bin. But in those days, when it cracked and things, they would fix them. And one of the ways was to put some silver in there. That's permissible. A small amount of silver to fix is okay. But a small amount, not a large amount, a small amount of silver. And gold, no. You can't fix them with gold. Silver is what's narrated about the Prophet ﷺ. Um, they call it dabba, al-mudabbab. If you fix it with the, the, the crack or something. Even كُلُّ مَا فِيهِ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ مِنَ الْأَوَانِ فَهُوَ حَرَامٌ Except for this exception that we spoke about, then everything which has gold and silver from the utensils is impermissible. المسألة الرابعة الحديثان يشملان الرجال والنساء في التحريم Like we said, this impermissibility it is for the men and the women. فلا يجوز للمرأة أن تتخذ الأواني من الذهب والفضة كما لا يجوز ذلك للرجال. So it is not allowed for a woman to use utensils of gold and silver just like it is not allowed for a man. The woman should not get confused thinking that Jewelry is permissible from gold and silver. That's jewelry. That's something else. Utensils and cups and things, uh, vases and jars and plates, then no. The ruling is the same for the women as the men. 
because the statement of the Prophet لا تشربوا ولا تأكلوا and in the other hadith الذي يأكلوا all of these يشمل الرجال والنساء all of these statements are general which indicate everyone لأن الأصل في الخطاب أن يكون عاما للرجال والنساء because the origin of the speech of the Prophet is that it includes all of the men and the women in the plural form in this way لا تشربوا don't drink plural. It indicates the men and the women. That is the asal. Even if the verb used in Arabic is the male version, talking to the males and the females, they enter into that as well. They have a rule in Arabic called التغليب. تغليب. That the, uh, the overwhelming, the men, the masculine side, it overwhelms the feminine side. So even if there are women within that, you can use the male verb. So here, the women are included within that also. Except for the women, it is allowed that they can beautify themselves with uh, gold and silver. And that is not for a man. A man is not allowed to do that with gold and silver to beautify himself, uh, jewelry, etc. بخلاف الرجل فإنه لا يجوز له التحلي بشيء من الذهب والفضة. It is not permissible for a man to beautify himself to have uh, adornments of jewelry out of gold and silver. واستثني من ذلك خاتم من ذهب من من الفضة. And what's uh, exception from that is a silver ring. Uh, because it is narrated from the Prophet in Bukhari a Muslim that his ring was made out of silver. As for gold, then absolutely nothing is allowed for the men. Even if it was a ring, a ring made out of gold isn't allowed. Silver is the only thing mentioned. That this uh, gold and uh, silk, it is permissible for the women and it is haram upon the men. Al-Mas'ala al-Khamisa, the fifth issue from these two hadith. The fifth issue, and again we mentioned it briefly, is that we've now said you can't use utensils of gold and silver for drinking and eating, you can't use them for purification. And now in this issue the Shaykh says you can't use them for adornments. Maybe somebody has a vase which is just for beautification in the cabinet, just to look at. It's just some uh, decoration made out of gold and silver. Haram. You can't say that this is like uh, just beautification of my wall. I have this uh, banner made out of gold at the top of my house or the doorknob is made out of silver. These types of adornments and beautifications, they're not permissible. Sheikh bin Baz, uh, ta'ala, they asked him about the doorknobs and things made out of gold. He says, it's haram. You cannot use gold and silver for beautification in your homes, for adornment in your homes. So all of these other types of usages, again, are not permissible from gold and silver. Al-Mas'ala al-Sadisa, fihi dalilun ala tahrimi tashabbuh bil-kuffar. In these two hadith, there is an evidence upon the impermissibility of imitating the kuffar. فَإِنَّ الْكُفَّارَ لَمَّا كَانُوا يَسْتَعْمِلُونَ أَوَانِ الذَّهَبُ وَالْفِضَّةِ فِي الْأَكَلِ وَالشُّرُبِ فَلَا يَجُوزُ لِلْمُسْلِمِينَ أَنْ يَتَشَبَّهُوا بِه
Because the kuffar, the, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? The kuffar, they use the gold and silver. Lahum, it is for them in this world. Lahum fi dunya wa lakum fi akhirah. They use them in this world, gold and silver utensils. So the hadith indicates, do not imitate the kuffar. Do not imitate them and you use gold and silver utensils as well. So this is another benefit that it indicates the lack of imitating the kuffar in their acts. Al-Mas'ala al-Sabi'ah Fi al-Hadith dalilun ala anna al-jaza'a min jins al-amal Fal-ladhi yashrabu fi aniyat al-dhahabi wal-fidda fi al-dunya Yujaza yawm al-qiyama bi'an yujarjaru fi batnihi nara jahannam This hadith indicates that the reward is from the nature of the action itself. Al-jaza'a min jins al-amal Your recompense, it comes from the same nature of your action. So when certain people, they used utensils of silver to drink from, then their punishment will be the same. That, that drinking that they drunk, that liquid will be turned into heat. It will be turned into fire. So their action, their punishment will come from the same type of action. This is a principle that they mention, or, or a type of uh, issue, issue that they mention, that the reward or the recompense comes from the same type of action. So when they use these utensils to drink from, the punishment is the same. That they will be drinking fire. So now the final issue to mention here is we now know that it is impermissible to have gold and silver for beautification in the house, for adornment, for doorknobs, for utensils. Not allowed to have it. Gold and silver. You can't drink in them, you can't eat in them, you can't use them for wudu purification. But what's the reasoning behind all of that? What's the reasoning behind it? There are actually different opinions. There are actually different opinions. What's the reasoning behind the impermissibility of gold and silver? Why? The scholars, they did research in this and they came to three different opinions. Al-Qawl al-Awwal, Al-Illa hiya kawnuhuma dhahaban wa fiddatan faqat. Wa naqifu inda hadha, wa la nabhathu an shay'in za'id anhu, wa zahir anna hadha qawl zahiriya aw qariban minhu. Some of them said the reason why gold and silver is impermissible is because they are gold and silver. They said it's just because they are gold and silver. Gold and silver isn't allowed. They said there's no other reason. It's just because it is gold and silver. So that's one of those reasons that the Shaykh says, it's like the Dahiriya that gave this reason. They said the impermissibility is because it's gold and silver. And gold and silver is impermissible. So they just said, it's because it's gold and silver. That's the reason in of itself. Al-Qawlathani, أن العلا هي الفخر والخيلاء التي يترتب عليها كسر قلوب الفقراء. The second reason some of the scholars gave is, second opinion is because gold and silver indicates luxury. It indicates that you are high and status and you have power and money and you're rich and luxury. And this is not something good because this is a type of mannerism which isn't from the manners of Islam. To be proud and arrogant and I'm rich and I've got luxury and I have gold and utensils made out of silver and I drink from uh, cups made out of gold. And it makes the poor people, it destroys, the, it makes the poor people feel very down. That these people, they have this luxury. So this luxury, this type of act from the people isn't a good mannerism. So the scholar said, that's the reason. 
because Islam it prohibits from this luxury and from the people to indicate they are rich and uh, proud and arrogance and these types of reasons. Because the poor people, maybe some poor people, they don't find even anything to eat and drink in the first place. Then they see these rich people, not only do they have lots of food and drink, but on top of that, they are drinking that food and drink in gold cups. The poor people, they haven't even got the water to drink. And these people are drinking the water in gold cups. So it's bad, that's not a good thing. It's not from the mannerisms of Islam. So that's why some of the scholars said this is the reason why it is impermissible to use gold and silver, because it indicates this luxury and indicates this arrogance and haughtiness and pride, that I'm rich and I've got luxury, and that's not something good. That's one opinion. The third opinion, القول الثالث, أن العلة هي أن الذهب والفضة جعلا لمصالح الناس كالبيع والشراء وقيم الأشياء فإذا استعملا في الأواني كان في ذلك كسرا لسكة المسلمين والسكة يعني النقد فإذا اتخذت أواني تسبب, تسبب ذلك في قلة النقود في أيدي الناس فيحصل بذلك مضايق, مضايق لهم Some of the scholars they said gold and silver it's a currency Gold and silver is what you used to buy and sell. Money, money is gold and silver. Currency, coins. You make coins out of gold and silver. It's the currency that you use. So the scholar said, if you now start using this material gold and silver for beautifying your homes and making cups and utensils, then it's going to have a bad effect on the currency. People are not going to have uh, as much availability of currency and money. Obviously nowadays, other things are used anyway out of gold and silver. But in those days... Darahim and Dananir and these things, gold and silver currency was used. So some of the scholars said maybe that's the reason why it's being made impermissible. The other three opinions. One is that it's impermissible just because it is gold and silver. Another opinion, because of this pride and arrogance that people may have if they use that. Another reason, because of the currency issue. Al-Allama ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala yaqul bima ma'anahu al-illa wallahu a'lam منافات العبودية لله عز وجل فإن الله حرم الأكل والشرب في أواني ذهب والفضة فالكفار لم يلتزموا بتحريم الله وكذلك الذي يشرب من المسلمين في آنة الذهب والفضة لم يلتزم بذلك ومعناه أنه أخل بعبوديته لله سبحانه وتعالى فالقضية قضية عبودية So Ibn Qayyim رحمه الله تعالى says this is an issue an issue of worship and obedience the kuffar, they did not obey Allah. They did not obey this prohibition of using gold and silver, and they went and used it. However, the Muslims, they follow this prohibition. They show their worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in doing so. So it is an issue of worship to Allah. And that's what many of the scholars, they say. Many of the scholars, they say the prohibition isn't because of pride and arrogance. What's one of the reasons why that opinion is weak? The ones who said, أَنَّ الْعِلَّةِ هِيَ الْفَخْرِ وَالْخُيَلَاءِ But why? Why is it a weak opinion that gold and silver is prohibited because you get arrogant and pride if you have gold and silver? Because if somebody has now a cup made out of pearls worth thousands of pounds, is it permissible or not? Permissible. Halal. You can drink in it. A cup made out of pearls. Or a cup made out of diamonds. Permissible or not? Permissible. You can have a cup made out of diamonds worth a million pounds and you can drink in it. Halal. No problem. It's allowed. So that means it can't be because of arrogance and pride. Because you could have emerald, you know, emerald gold and ruby, ruby red. 
and all these other types of gems and pearls and diamonds. You can halal, all of it's halal. So you can't really be arrogant and pride because even those things are very expensive. It's not just gold and silver. So really it's about this al-ubudiyah. It is your worship to Allah, obedience to Allah that you follow these commandments. And that's what the Shaykh says. فَالَّذِي يَشْرَبُ فِي آنِتِ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِدَّةِ كَأَنَّهُ أَخَلَّ بِعُبُودِيَةِ اللَّهِ The one who therefore drinks in uh, utensils of gold and silver, then it's as if he has a deficiency in his worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Shaykh says anyway, that المطلوب من المسلم التواضع It's true that you should try to be humble anyway. That's something good. It's good mannerism to be humble. فَالْعُبُودِيَةِ تَقْتَضِي التَّوَاضُعِ your subservience to Allah and your worship to Allah, it necessitates humbleness. It's true. If you drink and eat in utensils and plates made out of gold and silver, it does indicate this type of arrogance. It does. Even though that we don't say that this is the specific reason for the prohibition, it's true though, it does. If somebody eats and drinks from gold and silver, it is a sign of arrogance and pride. To have a cup made out of gold and a plate made out of silver. And what's required of a Muslim is that he be humble. Humbleness and modesty is required. So then the Shaykh says at the end that this is هذا حاصل الكلام على هذين الحديثين وما يؤخذ منهما من فوائد وأحكام والله تعالى أعلم That this is the summary of the rulings with regards to gold and silver and what pertains to uh, the regulations of utensils made out of gold and silver. So that is the summary with regards to that issue of gold and silver. The next ahadith, which will start next time, will be the issue of, remember all this is now about where can you store the water? Where can you store it? Now we've learned you can't store it in gold and silver utensils. Next time we're going to learn, are you allowed to store water in skins of animals? If you get the skin of an animal, you skin the animal off, you take its skin, then can you, you know, they used to make bags out of skins. Are you allowed to keep the water in that skin of an animal and make wudu from it? So that will be the next issue, inshallah, we'll start with.